Intuitive eating is a very important and very underrated practice in Western society. For the most part, we tend to get really caught up in diets and regimes and what the next door neighbor said yesterday, and we tend to lose our ability to listen to our own bodies. It is super important for us to really try and let go of everything that we're holding on to, everything that we've ever been taught, and start from scratch as often as possible. Listening to our bodies, honoring what our bodies say, and following it no matter what is going to be the key to long-lasting, healthy bodies, healthy minds, and healthy eating habits. It's such a powerful thing to try. I encourage you to have a listen and see whether it works for you, but this is the way of the future. You're listening to the Intuitive Mastery Podcast. Hi, I'm Kate Connolly, and with over 15 years of intuitive healing and teaching experience, I'm here to help you celebrate intuition and value authenticity to create a world where you have the freedom to live your best life. This podcast is here to teach you how to apply the principles of spirituality, healing, and mindset to have true and lasting joy all from the inside out. This is the Intuitive Mastery Podcast. Everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. I am deciding this week to continue to go on with my intuitive eating. Um, the universe has kind of given me permission and the messages are coming in nice and strong that this is a really important one to get out now. So I wanted to talk to you today about the idea of getting out of the diet mentality and what that actually means because for the most part, when we have an aspect of self that we're not happy with, whether we've got uh, bad health or whether we're wanting to change our body size or whatever it might look like for us, we tend to go straight into this word called diet. And what does dieting actually mean? I mean, where does this come from and why do we feel like we need to do it? But essentially, it's this concept that by fulfilling particular rules and doing particular things that our body is going to behave in a particular way. And typically when you look at the history of diets over however long we've been doing that for, which in all honesty has probably only been mostly in the last 50 to 70 years when food has been massively abundant and ideally a lot of the really bad foods have become massively abundant where we need to start making those decisions. What tends to happen is that we feel like we need to then create rules and create restrictions and create very strong regimens which our bodies may go into shock over, may really struggle to hold on to, but also most importantly, we actually stop listening to our bodies completely in these processes. Now, that's not to say that what set us up in that situation hasn't been us not listening to our bodies. Typically, when we get to a place when our body is really unhealthy, when we have had a, a huge number of um, you know, health wake-up calls or where our body's in a, in a shape you know, energetically, physically, where we're really unhappy, 
then it is something that we need to pay attention to. Now, I see people on both ends of the spectrum in my clinic. I see people who want to lose weight and I see people who want to gain weight. I see people who are massively dysfunctional with their eating and then other people that are so super regimented that it doesn't even occur to them that they might look sideways at an alcoholic drink or a dessert. So everybody has their own little structure. When you look at someone who theoretically has it all, and for some people that ideal might be a super thin person, I have plenty of super thin people coming into my clinic who do actually get extremely paranoid about every single tiny morsel of food and drink that goes into their bodies and they don't enjoy their life. This is not about sticking to a really strong plan, which then comes down to willpower only. This is about learning how to really tune into the body and have the body decide for you. Now, everyone's going to be really different with this, and this is why one size definitely does not fit all, and you can't teach that. This is about learning to 100% go within learn your body's cues, learn your hunger cues, learn your food cues, and really start to understand whether you are being moved to eat emotionally or whether you're being moved to eat because you actually need food in your body. Now, there are lots and lots of people out there who talk about intuitive eating, and it is an incredibly important thing. So if you find someone that really resonates with you, that helps pull you out of the diet mentality, Go for it because this is about you and your body. You have to be sovereign with this. You can't go with what Joe Blow Next Door does or what your mother decided you needed when you were five. This is a 100% about you and you alone. I remember um, uh, just recently my husband and I were on our honeymoon and we were staying in this magnificent hotel and they had um, a free breakfast. And for us, which is something that we don't do very often at this point in our lives, it was this amazing kind of smorgasbord of, oh my goodness, how much can we put in our bellies? And I remember sitting there and I had two or three things off the menu because you could have menu items plus, you know, the, um, what do they call it? The, The smorgasbord where you can kind of go and take whatever you want to. And I was just so excited. I I had two different kinds of tea. I had three different kinds of juice. I had three different, you know, meals on my thing. And I was just having a try of all of them and having a fantastic time. And I was sitting next to a table with an older couple and we started talking to them and, and they were quite a remarkable couple. They had a health scare with the with the husband about 10 to 12 years ago and they decided to sell up what clearly was an incredibly successful business and they decided to travel the world and so they've been to something like 115 countries and they stay in all of the best resorts and hotels and they clearly have an abundance of time and money and they clearly have an abundance of happiness and satisfaction about the lifestyle that they have and What's really interesting about this story is that this woman was sitting there with huge amounts of time and money and she was having this extremely plain porridge for breakfast and she had a little bit of fruit on the side and they brought down their own avocados from their room because they had an avocado each as well. And I remember looking at her going, oh my goodness, why is she not divulging in all of this incredible food? And the answer is, is because she didn't have to. 
you know, she didn't feel like she needed to. She has this experience often enough that it isn't this, oh my goodness, I need to take advantage of everything. Um, what she did was sit in this incredibly opulent place and listen to her body. And I, I was so inspired by this. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is just the most amazing woman. For me, I tend to eat intuitively most of the time, but in situations like that, I just lose my mind. Honestly, I just get so excited and I don't think. But if I was to do that every day of my life and be in these beautiful, fancy hotels and have these fantastic opportunities to eat whatever I want, I also know that after a period of time, I may go for that really plain porridge and those really plain pieces of fruit because I don't need to be indulging in all of the French toasts and the the massive eggs over easy or whatever it is that people do. So the the moral of the story is ultimately, regardless of the situation and regardless of you know, what you're doing with your life. Yes, have fun. Yes, enjoy. Yes, go out and have, and listen to your body, have a really great time. And sometimes that really great time is not having the three things off the menu. Sometimes having a really great time is listening to your body, eating within your body's limitations, and then enjoying your time in other ways, you know, through conversations and connections and what you're going to do after the meal, um, which does not lie in your bed with a sore tummy because you've had too much food. So the whole concept of dieting is about releasing any restrictions, but at the end of the day, honoring what your body needs. And this is not what your head needs. Your head compared to the body, and I've talked about this a million times, but I will always uh, repeat this, is The head has all of these millions of different belief systems in it. It's all your conditioning. Your head has this conditioning energy in it, which is where you've been yesterday, all the screens that you've watched in your life, what your parents said, what your ancestors used to do, how you feel about this. It goes goes beyond this life too. It goes into where you've been past lives intergalactically, um, ancestrally. There's so many different elements that make up who you are. And that creates millions of belief systems in your mind. And that can be very, very, very confusing. And most of the time, if we listen to our logical thoughts, we can convince ourselves of literally anything we decide to convince ourselves of. Whether that's, I can only eat peas, or I should only eat meat, or actually for this next six months, all I'm going to do is eat things that start with a B. You can literally talk yourself into anything you want to, right? And this is where the mind can really screw up our ability to be healthy and strong. And I was tuning into myself thinking over the years, oh my goodness, I haven't really listened intuitively very strongly and I haven't, you know, really done what my body's wanted. And at times, absolutely, that's true. I'm human. I'm not 100% perfect. But one of the things that I did really resonate with when I was thinking about my own journey with this was the period of time before my wedding. And of course, we always want to look as good as we possibly can for our wedding. And, you know, things come in, you know, I've had chronic health things that have been impacting my ability to stay healthy. And that's a whole other thing, because don't forget that how our bodies feel and how they're functioning is also 100% energetic and emotional as well. So that's a podcast for another time. This is about the eating aspect. 
But what I noticed in the period leading up to my wedding, because I've had chronic skin issues, what I wanted to make sure, obviously, was to make sure that my skin was 100% clean. And I found myself in the period of five to six months before the wedding, eating entirely intuitively. I was doing celery juice because I know that my body loves it and it makes a massive, massive difference. Not everybody loves celery juice. My body adores celery juice and it makes a massive difference. I was avoiding things like tomato because my body hates tomato. And even though sometimes I can have it in meals, most of the time I need to avoid it, like 100%. I also need to stay away from things like cucumber. Cucumber is extremely bad for me. Um, but then also other things like dairy and sugar and alcohol, which are no-brainers when it comes to inflammation, those were effortlessly stayed out of my diet. I didn't even touch them and I didn't want to. So I knew. I was listening to my body. I was going with what I knew my body would be okay with. And I was very, very closely tuned into, will my skin feel irritated after this? And if the answer was yes, I just simply didn't eat it. And what I realized and noticed, and I only kind of realized afterwards, hilariously enough, is that my doctor had also given me like a cortisone cream, which I almost never used before that. And I put all of the credit onto the cortisone cream, which is just funny coming from someone like me who actually teaches this stuff. But I did, you know, I was using a cream. It did a really good job. Um, but I was also eating intuitively, which was actually the key because about a, you know, eight months or something after my wedding, I was using the cream, but I had a period of time where I wasn't eating 100%, um, intuitively. I was kind of just going in and out of, oh my goodness, I'm just so sick of these rules and I'm so sick of having to, you know, um, pay attention to what my body's doing. I just want to eat that thing that I know my body doesn't like, but I love it anyway, right? And I, I just went through a period of that and I just thought, well, I'll just mitigate any inflammation by having, you know, digestive enzymes and putting cortisone cream on. And do you think my body went better? Do you think my skin got better? Like it totally, 100% did not. It was a disaster. And everything went really bad. And I'm like, I don't get it. I'm using the cream. I'm taking digestive enzymes. I don't understand why my body's gone really spack. And it only occurred to me <laughs> during that process, as it sometimes does, that, okay, you are not doing anything intuitively for your body. You are just trying to band-aid the inflammation with things that are clearly not going to do it for you. So when I kind of came back to that knowing about myself, because like I said, I come in and out of it. Um, stress is a big role and, and emotions play a big role. So we'll come to that in a different episode. But this is just really about removing that diet mentality and, and, and kind of getting rid of the fact that I have all of these rules because I have to, rather than I put these boundaries in because this is what my body needs, right? really, really different. For people to, who don't have chronic health stuff, it is way more flexible and there are way more options out there for you. But it's still super important to come back to this concept of, will my body feel better after this? And even though people may not have chronic eczema like I do, there will be other things that show up. 
Am I going to feel super bloated? Am I going to feel really tired? Am I going to get really irritable if I eat this? Um, is my blood sugar going to go through the roof and I'm going to have, you know, a bit of a, an anxiety attack? Like what's going to happen if I eat these foods? What is my body going to do with that? How's it going to feel? And if I come back to that question on a regular basis, it really makes the difference between whether I'm going to eat it or whether I'm not going to eat it. Sometimes we need to have this concept of um, self-esteem and self-worth and self-love because one of the biggest um, tricky parts, I guess, that I've come up against in my intuitive eating journey is knowing, just like my not so great period earlier this year, knowing that something isn't good for me and just going, oh, whatever, I'm going to eat it anyway. And that that place is called conscious incompetence. And when, when we sit in a place of conscious incompetence around that stuff, we're literally sabotaging our own well-being. We know that this isn't good, but we're going to do it anyway, is just a lack of love. It's a lack of love. It's a lack of self-respect. It's a lack of self-esteem. Why would we do that to ourselves when we know we're going to hurt? And it's usually because we don't value ourselves enough not to. So learning how to navigate that is actually a really important part of intuitive eating and also eating really mindfully because we need to move past those belief systems of I'm not worth feeling awesome. And I go back to that, you know, incredibly wealthy woman who she just listens to her body. And at the end of the day, she has the money and the means and the self-esteem to do whatever it takes to keep healthy. So if she needs to only have muesli for a few weeks because that's what her body wants, she's going to do it. She's just going to do it. There's not going to be a question. There's not going to be a, oh, but that's really hard and there's all this amazing food around. I want to have that instead. No, she's just going to have the muesli and be done with it or the porridge and she's going to feel much better for it. So bearing in mind that we always have mindset issues that come up in these situations. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. It's not, uh, it's not enough to just go, oh, I'm changing the rules for myself. We also have to vibrationally align with that because if we don't vibrationally align with that, with our beliefs and our emotions, then at some point we will unconsciously sabotage that process. So it's always really important when we're going through a change or a decision making that we want to do something different. Yes, we're going to have a mindset shift because we want it to be different, but we also probably need to be aware that some healing will be required and that healing will be along the lines of, oh, up until now, I used to self-punish with food because blah, blah, blah. Or I'm just going to choose to love the part of me that used to self-punish with food because I want to do things differently now. And when you give yourself that gift of healing and consciousness around it, then you have a much, much greater chance of success. So bearing in mind that every time you do take a shift with your diet, and by diet, I don't mean dieting, I mean what you're putting into your body to nourish yourself every day. Every time you make a change with that, you're going to feel more and more and more safe within your body. You're going to have more and more trust towards your intuition, but it does need to start with something. So it usually needs to start with an act of I'm going to stop eating X and see how I feel, or I'm going to start eating Y and see how I feel. And I'm also going to pay attention to my body and allow my body to guide me rather than any 
preconceived idea or belief system that's been implanted in my brain because that is not the pathway to illumination and that is definitely not the pathway to health and functional eating. So typically when we get out of that mindset and we drop it and we get rid of needing to fully restrict with diet because when we fully restrict from a dietary perspective, we also put ourselves into a bit of oppositional defiance as well. Like at some point our bodies are going to go, but I really desperately want this. Why aren't you giving it to me? I'm going to have 23 of them instead of the one that I was originally going to have because do you know what? I'm going to do what I want. So the body will always find a way to fulfill what it needs from a um, calorific perspective, the calories that we put in, but also from a nutritional perspective, like what vitamins and minerals do we actually need for our body? And when you look at things like um, chocolate, chocoholics, a lot of people really want the magnesium that's in the cacao to actually calm the system down and to act kind of bring a sense of emotional balancing in. And sometimes that's what cacao can do for you. So if you're deficient in magnesium, if you're deficient in chromium and you've got that sugar craving, then your body's going to really, really want chocolate. If you, however, fulfill that need in other ways by eating all the foods that your body really craves, um, and it needs from a, from a nutritional perspective and a calorific perspective, the chances of you needing to be a, shop, a shockaholic, a chocoholic <laughs> will actually go down dramatically. So always listening, always feeding, feeding back into your system and allowing yourself to follow that place of ease and joy, but not from your head, from your body. Will my body feel better for this? Yes or no? Is my body going to enjoy having this in my body? Yes or no? Am I going to have an exacerbation of XYZ health thing if I eat this? Yes or no? And even though it's like a short term, oh my goodness, I'm so frustrated. I really want to have that cheese puff or apple turnover or whatever it is that your body's really craving from a head perspective. When you feel into your body and your body goes, oh my goodness, I just can't put that in my body. I'm going to feel terrible afterwards that becomes a much, much easier decision to make because then when you have something that your body will really love and it could be anything, you will thank yourself so deeply that next time that decision becomes easier and easier and easier. So as a bit of a recap, we're talking about removing diet mentality because it's ultimately an incredibly restrictive blanket thing that is not for you I'm telling you it's not for you because everybody's body is different everybody's body needs help and guidance on a daily basis and sometimes that may be uh, rewiring the system through having a bit of a detox sometimes that may be through just going cold turkey on something that you know you shouldn't be having even though your body in general is okay with it but ultimately, it's going to be a case of listening to the body and getting out of the head. This is a long-term life choice. This is not something you're going to do for 10 to 12 weeks to lose that 10 to 12 kilos, to get that 10 to 12, you know, size 10 to 12 so that you can feel amazing like everybody else, right? That's not what this is about. This is 100% about you always following your body so that your body can 
naturally sit at its ideal weight, ideal size, ideal level of health. Because if you listen every single day, you will never, ever have to diet again in your entire life. That's a really exciting prospect. It can be dealing with the pain of, oh my goodness, I'm just going to have to not have this for a while because I can feel that my body doesn't like it. But when you're in a less stressful place or if you're in a celebration and your body's going, oh, I think I could do that. I actually feel good about that food right now. Then go for it. You're going to have completely different dietary requirements depending on how hydrated you are, how much sleep you've had, how stressed you are, whether you've had a fight with your husband that morning or partner or child or friend or or loved one. And also, how long has it been since you've eaten? That's actually a really big one because um, if it's been only an hour or two and you've had a really big fight and your body's wanting food, again, just tune into the body. Hey, do I actually really need this? Is there something else I can do? right? If it's been 24 hours and you've had a fight with your loved one, I can almost guarantee there's going to be some level of food um, that you need to put in your body or juice or tea or something so that you can actually have a level of feeling nourished and not completely, um, you know, empty. Except, of course, if your body has chosen it. If your body is saying, actually, I need to dry fast for a day or two or I need to water fast for a day or two, obviously keeping in mind that you probably need to check in with your medical experts and and get the all clear for your body but if that's what your body is craving and needing then follow it always always follow it because your body will be so grateful and so thankful that it will be a game changer so when I noticed um, that I was sabotaging quite a bit Um, And I did, I didn't sabotage on my honeymoon, that's not true, but I did just go wild. I just had whatever I wanted. But the amazing thing about that was because I had far less stress, because I was having a really wonderful time, because I was really enjoying my time with my husband, the food had a very, very different impact on my body than it does in my normal world. Also bearing in mind that environmental toxins can play a really big role. I live in a very moldy house and so the pain that my body is in on a regular basis in this particular moldy house because all of my clothes are moldy has a massive impact on my food. So what I eat when I'm living in my house in a normal, you know, daily basis and we are moving house soon um, is very, very different to what I could handle when I was away. And I was still somewhat intuitively eating, but I was going a little bit crazy. And my skin was actually holding up remarkably well because I couldn't do that at home. But by the time I got home, oh my goodness, all I wanted was to go back into more juices and celery juice and and raw veg because that's what my body craved and needed and didn't have a lot of when I was away. So bearing in mind that you know, we are going to have holidays, we are going to have relaxing times, but our stress levels, our environment and who we're with makes a massive difference and it will 100% impact how easily that food goes in. The other thing to really bear in mind is just having mindfulness over having gratitude for our food, chewing slowly, having an, an uh, ability to kind of honor and nourish our bodies with every bite that we take, it just becomes slower and more mindful and our body will always thank us for that as well. Every time we rush, every time we're not mindful about what we're eating, every time we kind of go 
um, a food on the run kind of situation, our body will go into stress and our body will not digest it and it doesn't matter how healthy it is, it will not digest it properly. So mindset, emotion and our intention behind our food is massive but most importantly it's about dropping any concept of rules 100% listening to the body and let the body guide you. Will my body feel better for this? Another really good question is will I be running away from my life if I have this? This is a great question for people who drink alcohol and are worried about the alcohol, right? Am I running away from my life by drinking this alcohol? Am I doing it because I really enjoy it and this is something that my body will thank me for, right? You can ask yourself every single time you pour that new glass of wine or have the new beer or whatever it is that you're having, just ask, get curious and get mindful of what your body says and just follow what your body says. And every single time that you do that, you're actually going to feel more and more empowered because you're going to have more and more control over how much you drink. And so it won't feel like something that you need to be ashamed of or feel worried about or something that you can't control. Um, Obviously, if you do feel like you have an alcohol issue, go and get some help for it. It is really important. But this is just for people who, you know, casually drink and just not really sure and get a little bit worried sometimes that they might be having too much or that maybe they shouldn't be having it at all. So that's something to bear in mind. So at the end of the day, the body knows best. The mind is a mess of beliefs. It will, it will absolutely steer you in the wrong direction if you let it. And you can convince your mind of anything you want it to. And your mind will completely create this as your reality if that's what you choose. We're all very, very powerful manifestors. And it all starts from reprogramming the brain. So if you want to get out of that thought, 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 belief, belief, belief system that may or may not be serving you, probably isn't serving you, come back into the body always. How is my body going to be if I have this? And take the next bite based on the answer. I hope that was really helpful. If you would like to join my intuitive mastery school, I have a link down the bottom. It's only 10 US dollars a week, super affordable. And I have two weeks free for anybody that would like to join. I also have an amazing quiz there for people who want to see whereabouts in their life, their spiritual journey might need some direction. And I also have a book, The Intuitive Heart Revolution, which is a summary of a whole bunch of spiritual ideologies and also just a step-by-step guide on how to deal with spiritual life and how to do it in a conscious and healthy way. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really grateful. If you want to leave a comment, you can. I also have a quiz um, in my Spotify if you would like to answer the quiz and do some of that. And I look forward to tuning in with you next time.